we're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers. My guest today is Peter Hollins. Hello. Welcome, Peter. Uh, it's nice to be here. Peter and I go back a little ways. Um, first off, I love his music. He is um, an acapella vocalist, has a YouTube channel with 2 million subscribers, has um, a Facebook page with over a million followers, as well as another Facebook page, Legendary Vocals, with over 3 million followers, crossing over a billion views. Peter has done over 200 um, singles, right? Yes, sir. Which is amazing. Um, I'm not going to say albums because... Peter always says the album is dead, which he's right. The album is dead. <laughs> when Peter says something, you listen when it comes to music and um, the way the the wind is blowing in the industry. And um, just as some of our background of what we go back to, um, the Nativity video that we did with the Piano Guys and with David Archuleta clear back in, gosh, was it 2014? Yeah, or 13. Yeah, it was a, it was a long time ago, but yeah. collabed on that one, had a ton of fun. Um, really enjoyed each other's time together. And we've been at the same conferences and, and different things like that over and over again. It's always a always a pleasure to catch up. Um, I want to go a little bit into kind of your origin story for our audience. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, you know what? I uh, I found out that I could sing when my mom forced me into choir. Um, I fell in love with it and ended up getting me a full ride to the University of Oregon. Uh, I wanted to become a choral director. I couldn't cut it. Uh, with piano skills, and so I ended up just getting a voice uh, performance degree. And along the way, I was starting to lose my passion for music in college, so I started an acapella group. Yeah. Um, and this acapella group basically gave me what I needed when I was 20, which was like affirmation from my peers that what I was doing was substantial and that was good. I mean, I was just, I just needed that so desperately. And you don't get that in opera. You practice for like three months and you have one performance. It's, mm, yeah. Anyway, That's so, rough. so I started this acapella group. Uh, we performed on campus once a week. It was amazing. Um, I ended up falling in love with the studio. Um, our first time we recorded an album, I was like, gosh, this is amazing. I love everything about it. There's computers, there's singing, there's microphones. And so all the money I had saved to become a choral director, uh, I took out of the stock market. And I decided to buy my own studio uh, set up, you know, just, you know, in the house. Best money ever spent, right? Yes. Parents weren't so happy at that point. Time. Yeah, they're like, what? What are you doing? What are you doing, Peter? <laughs> that you were you were kind of a gun for hire for a oh, while. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because I was like, oh my gosh, I can make a living uh, doing something in music. Yeah, and and honestly, when I was in college and I was a pasta boy, because uh, that was my only like quote unquote real job, uh, you know, over the age of eighteen, I I quit after two years, and I just was, I promised myself that every single penny I I would make henceforth would be only from music somehow whether that was like performing or engineering dang um and so i didn't really That's give crazy. myself a plan b and, and i was fortunate enough that i was able to make it work whether it was creating the art or creating the art for somebody else or doing it myself so uh ended up being on the sing-off and and honestly the sing-off didn't do anything for me in terms of like social clout or helping my career it actually gave me the impetus to turn the mic on myself and stop recording other people but to record myself because I like, was surrounded by all these I young have a kids. Voice. Yeah. 
Uh, I can sing things. <laughs> you, you get you get so passionate passionate uh, when you're surrounded by people that are like minded, and you had all these people in, in the show that wanted to make a living singing. And I'd already kind of like been like, well, that's not a real thing. You can't really do that. You have to have a manager and a label and. And so I started doing it, and I had been paying attention to these kids on YouTube. Kids, because I'm always the oldest. Uh, these kids on YouTube, uh, like Kurt Hugo Schneider and Tyler Ward mm-hmm. um, and Boyce Avenue, and I was like, there has to be a viable business there. Yep. And and I didn't really know anything about business at the time. I was just like this, like, I'm an engineer. And, mm-hmm. But I, I started copying what they were doing. Um, and so just like I taught myself audio engineering i started teaching myself video editing yeah um and so i would go into the studio finish a song and then i would set up a a video camera put the like literally something right in front of the camera and focus on it and then move that and put my face there and shoot and you know the whole deal um and so that was in early 2011 i worked my really my butt off to do as much of it as i could didn't make really any very much money but by and, the time to be clear you were one man band on this i mean you were the one doing the camera pulling the focus doing yes. all that kind of stuff uh-huh. yeah yeah and, and then um, taking it and editing it and doing all everything yeah so uh, originally i mean along along the the engineering uh timeline of like 2004 to 2011 i had built peers in my portfolio that did certain aspects better than me and so yeah. by the time creating my own music came along i did uh bring in a mixing engineer and an arranger to basically make my weaknesses my strengths. Okay. So then I I basically allowed my content audio wise to be really really good. Okay. Um, and uh, so at Which some with point music in time, is what matters. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, at some point in time, I I I had done all done everything, but now now that I'm like at this point in my career in 2011, starting to do it myself, I already had a few people doing some aspects of my business. And yeah. It only made the end product better. Yeah. And so I learned that very early on that that was what I needed. I just didn't have money to do so for everything else until it started coming in. Um, April, well, March of 2012 came around and I got this email from this violinist. Uh, and uh, I was like, Lindsay, St- what? Lindsay Sterling? <laughs> and then I, I, you know, I checked her out and I was like, oh my gosh, this girl's like 10x the influence than as I am. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I only sing a cappella, but like, I'll just make it work yeah and so we we talked a lot and we ended up agreeing on doing the skyrim theme the violin's an acapella instrument for the record basically <laughs> at least for a Lindsay collab right yeah <laughs> um and so yeah that that one video turned my entire life around not only being able to collaborate with Lindsay, but devin super tramp devin graham was yep. shooting the the video at that point in time and so the experience of doing it with them and the way that they treated me as a, a peer and a collaborator and not a competitor as yeah. all the music industry uh used to be that that changed my that changed my life from a mindset perspective and then just the resulting um growth in distribution of my content to her fans uh changed my my financial business i mean i went yep. from just paying for some of my rent to paying for my rent and my food just with like one single with Lindsay. um and the only reason that really was able to occur was because i already had a portfolio of um content that was really substantial and so when yep. she said hey go check out peter there was something to be found yep Yep, you'd already proven yourself. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so so from April 2012 on, I stopped recording other people 
almost entirely and started just doing my own thing, um, releasing as consistently as possible, paying attention to all the other uh, musicians on YouTube, what they were doing, how they were doing it. Um, and I started mimicking it with, through my own style. Um, yeah, and I guess through lots of t- lots of hard work, uh, I, I've, I've gotten to where I am today and made some enormous mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, honestly, every single mistake I've made has only made me uh, a better musician, a better businessman, and made me more just stubbornly, like, passionate about succeeding no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Let's, t- let's talk about what's one of the biggest mistakes that you've run into that you were able to learn from. Yeah. My biggest mistake ever in my entire life has everything to do with my, my, my business career. And that was when I agreed to uh, sign uh, a deal with a major label. I, um, I was so passionate about being an independent artist, so 100% focused and just... I believed in it so much that it worked for me. I, I, I grew this business. It was, it was growing substantially. Everything you could see was, it was, it was great. I was in the situation where I, uh, had a, a wife that was eight months pregnant and, you know, a contract that I was able to really d- dictate terms on yeah. so, so much so that like all of my peers and other CEOs that I was um, advising companies of at the time that I got to check out the contract, they're like, well, I've never heard of anything like this before. You know, you, you, you maybe you should do this. Mm-hmm. And so even though my heart and everything, everything on the listen to your inner voice was telling me not to do it. Oh, uh, wow. My, my, uh, my head. So your gut was just like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. And then you were... Like there's another part of you that wanted to make it work. Well, it, I it, guess it, it, honestly, it's I, I I have to take full responsibility for for my actions. Yeah, it, but it it came along with so much of this um, subconscious back of my my mind of like, well, this is how the industry works. Like you're supposed to get a re- major mm. major record deal, and then and then doors open, and this happens, and and I mean everyone, my wife everyone my family were like oh my gosh you have to do this how could you turn down this much money and this opportunity and you can tour and mm-hmm. um so i took it and even though like even like honestly like if i could if i could put you in the room when i was signing the deal and i like filmed myself doing it because i was like oh I, I should do this like i feel like you could like just sense how uh just how just torn i was i i i I, like hurt doing it but i did it wow so funny when you look back at things in life and if you're like god if you would just trust yourself because that's the only thing i've ever done my entire life i've always listened to my gut yeah but in hindsight you weren't at that no i I listened to like oh look at all these zeros and like yeah like all these people are saying this is the right thing so anyway literally i'd say about eight or nine hour uh days later i got the vice president and the president on the phone Uh, of the label and i was like i promise you this is the wrong thing i guarantee you you're gonna hate me you don't this is the wrong thing i'll give you back all the money and more i just like i promise you this is the wrong thing like oh this always happens it's all gonna work out i promise you blah blah blah. anyway so it it was as bad as i thought it was It, it did incredibly slow me down handcuff me 
I, I pulled out of everything that they wanted me to do. They wanted me to go on this like national wide tour. My wife really also wanted me to. I mean, she's a huge performer and she was so she was jazzed about, about that. Yeah. Um, you know, because we've been on Broadway together yep. and um, it yeah it 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 messed everything up. And so not only becoming a father for the first time and like having that interject into my personal life, which is so amazing, but so stressful with like the sleep, having somebody tell me who I should never be told what to do. Cause I just fight, 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 fight against it. Having being told what to do for the first time, doing my thing, the thing that I love, the thing that, 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 that motivates me to wake up every morning. It just, it destroyed me. Like I, I think it took years out of my life from a stress perspective. So, I mean, 18 months, 22 months later, I forget what, I, I was able to find the right lawyer who was able to know the right people because he actually had used to work in, in that label okay, and was able to get me a deal to get me out of it a number of ways. Yep. I, 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 I mortgaged my future in, 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 in a way, whether it was monetary or whether it was something else to get out of it. And yep. it, it was worth it. I'm still paying the price. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I think the most amazing thing now of having the clarity and the time passed uh, is that I truly feel like I wouldn't go back and change my decision now. Wow. Which, which, which is, which is crazy. Cause I don't even think I've actually ever said that, but I, yeah, I'm I really, say this is the first time I've heard you say that. I really feel like what I learned and doing it firsthand, not only gives me the perspective, um, to be able to educate my peers on what to do and what not to do and why not to do it. And Hey, I did it and you should not do it. And you know, all of that, mm-hmm. but I have so much more, um, perspective and passion on, on, on that, that my gut is right. And that everything that I taught myself was right. And that, you know, it's just, it, it goes on and on. And it's just so funny because that same subset of that major record deal uh, major record label has come to me multiple times to like try to hire me for consultation and like just so it's so silly so for people that are wanting to get their brand out there that are wanting to kind of make headway and stuff you're on you're on all the platforms pretty much where would you say right now 2019 where would you say go focus your efforts Video content, I think, I think live has come and gone in, in regarding like what they're pushing. Yeah. I think Square content regarding video content is still the, the best thing to release on Facebook. Yep. In the end, it, it, it needs to be valuable to, to a specific community. And I think on Facebook, um, that community is obviously older. You know, even people my age are, are shying away from Facebook still and just focusing on, 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 on inst- digesting Instagram. Instagram, yeah. That's, so that's kind of where my me. habits have gone too. And it's, and it's, it's, still, it's so fascinating how quickly your behavior shifts because I'd, yeah. say, I'd say, you know, 18 months ago, I, was, I would go to Facebook first. But just because of the way the newsfeed is and the value I get from it, I don't really pay attention there anymore yeah. unless I'm working and my, my job is to release my content on there. Um. Create content for a specific demographic. That's one of the tips. At least know what content, know what demographic yeah, the content you create after. attracts, right? Yep. Okay. Um, What's another tip for building an audience on Facebook? I can release one piece of content 
and then I can I can share that same piece of content as though it was the first time I released it over and over and over and over and keep on getting value and having people still find me and freak out and then become yeah. a, a supporter. A, yeah, fan. Um, I, I I love that about Facebook that it's just can, you, you can constantly just push it out there and it's not like you're usually it always favors the now right it does it, whereas like on YouTube it's not like I could just re-upload the same video nope. on the channel I mean uh, no, no matter if we're talking about like content ID or or the algorithm itself is like you've already done this yep I'm not sharing this with anyone whereas mm-hmm. on Facebook it's just like people are going to like it they're engaging right now so it's going right. to it's going to succeed that's right it's so fascinating sometimes I've released. I released a so one exact one exact example. I released uh, my first version of Loch Lomond okay. on my Facebook uh, page. Loch Lomond is a folk song. It is a folk song. Just catching some people public to speak. domain. Yep. Okay. Um, By on Bonnie Banks. Yes. Okay. And then more more of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I released that on my on my actual Facebook fan page, um, and maybe it got you know like a half a million views to me, which is like not successful on mm-hmm. Facebook. Uh, and then two years later, I released it under the name of a different brand that I had created being Legendary Vocals because I actually want to share a lot of other artists' content. And it immediately got like 40 million views. Yeah. The same piece of content. And repurposed. Yeah. Just packaged, repurposed, put new little like clickbaity title on mm-hmm. it. You know, new, and, and, and it's, it's so fascinating that if you make good content and then you can put it in a new package with a new bow. Mm-hmm. And, and and release it at the right time. Like it's it's astounding what can happen. Yeah. It's like shopping at Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except for all of a sudden it, it was at Goodwill and now all of a sudden it's it's like on Fifth Avenue in yeah, New York. Yeah, exactly. Those are some good tips. Um anything cool you have coming up that you want to let us know about? Oh gosh. Um you know what, I'm just so incredibly uh focused and passionate about educating and teaching my peers um so uh, we have courses that we're teaching directly through universities we have courses that we're teaching uh and creating directly for businesses and then the same courses that we're also releasing to the general public just under the company name creator education and that's just creatoreducation.com awesome and super excited about it i'm really excited about bringing in other peers to create educational content so it's not you're being taught by somebody who's doing it and not by some professor that's really good at pedagogy and is like reading books and then regurgitating it um creator what was that again creator creator education dot com and i release music videos all the time every every two weeks where the where should they look for you with that hey youtube still provides a great value i think it's fun go to youtube yep okay well i have a gift for you here peter from poop to gold it's our book there. Does um, it come with we the were... ice cream, though? <laughs> I wish. We could sell a lot more of these if it came with ice cream. And then our clients also have a gift for you here. Um, some towel bakes, which are delicious. And then uh, the, there's these um, energy bars. Some unicorn gold from Squatty Potty. Yes, which is a great thank you little, so much. Yeah, toilet spray. And then there's also some keto chow in there if you're into Ooh. keto at all. But um, have at that. Thank and you. Thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your wisdom. Oh, my and pleasure. your passion. And um, it's always a pleasure to talk to you in, you know, at any time. So this, is, this has been a treat as always. So Ditto. you guys, thank you so much for joining us on this one. Um, be sure to check out Peter and make sure you subscribe, like, 
follow, share, all that good stuff. And we'll see you on the next one.